Hey, welcome to Grimdark Live, you can webcast for all things Dice Dragons, Demons, and a Dwarf from the Warhammer Worlds. I'm your host, Patrick, and as always, my co-host, Gary. What do you hear? What do you say, man? It's about time. It is about time. Grimdark Live's 40K up in this place. Can you believe it? Folks, here we are, man. We, we've got 40K, and we are all about it. And, and yeah, I mean, this is our first inaugural uh, 40K show. But before we get into that, man, because I know Gary's going to, like, lose his uh, you-know-what if we, if we don't start talking about laser guns and, you know, space aliens. Uh, but hello, everyone. Uh, thank you very much for joining us on tonight's show. And, and, and if, you, if you like our show, please don't forget to give us a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. Uh, so, yeah. All right, all you dice chuck and glue sniffing gamer goons, here we go uh, tonight. Uh, do you do you do you uh, do you really like to be very difficult to kill? I mean, do you, do you like to dish out uh, vengeance on your enemies in a slow, methodical fashion? Do you think Nurglings are adorable? Well, here it is, man. For our very first uh, 40k show, we are going to be talking about Death Guard and Nurgle. Uh, Gary, this was your idea to open it up this way, man. Yep, uh, Death Guard and Nurgle are some of the most iconic. Um, armies that are in 40k and they everywhere I go there's always a Death Guard slash Nurgle player in some form or fashion at the right. event Yeah, and so I, I've gotten to know the people that play them and why they play them and I can't wait to talk about them to see if people are interested in uh, checking those out and seeing why you just can't kill them well, there. and that's it. And, and not to be left out, you know, if you notice here, folks, we not only do we bring up the fact that we're going to be talking about Death Guard, but we also talked about Nurgle demons. So I don't want to leave them little uh, slimy bastards out either. I mean, you know, here's the thing: Chaos Codex, Chaos Demons Codex. From, from my from my point of view here, Gary, um, uh, you know, and and a and a and a really a look at Nurgle, I think a little bit deeper. I mean. Uh, I guess which could be consistent with Death Guard, but but they're kind of in an interesting place right now because I've I've got some good things to say about Nurgle demons as far as seeing them on a table, but man, you really don't see a lot of them around the the, the community very 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 often or very much at all, do you? You don't not in Ninth Edition. You really haven't seen them as a whole, where it's just a Nurgle demon army. Right. There was um, a couple of them that were out there, and the changes to Ninth Edition kind of changed the play style for Nurgle Demons to where it made it much more difficult because they're more about staying power and not so much about the killing power. And Ninth Edition just became so lethal that it came difficult for just um, Nurgle in general for Demons to like compete really well. Don't get me wrong. You still make very good lists for them. You're right. still durable to go through them. But it takes a uh, specific play style to play with Nurgle because they kind of only have, I don't want to say one build, but very similar builds. Yeah, and, it'll be it, and it's different, but a great unclean one. Yeah, they'll be different, but not vastly different. 
if you will. Yeah, that, that's that's very very true. And and you know so you know folks here tonight on Grimdark Live on our on our first 40k show, uh, we're going to be talking about Death Guard and Nurgle in the 40,000 universe. Uh, and uh, Gary, without giving away any of the goods, I mean, um, you know, you, you kind of started to talk about Death Guard as far as you know being in the in the in the in the top of the meta still. I mean, with the advent of of Admech and you know Jukari prior to the FAQ. Uh, you know, uh, Blood Angels, di- different armies like that. I mean, they're they're hanging in there pretty pretty tough. They're still around. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're still around because they're whenever their old rules when they had disgusting resilient, it meant they had a five up feel and pain. Uh, so for we have if we have some new listeners, that five up feel and pain means that you fail your armor save, you right. didn't take damage right away, you got another save. And it's a five up that uh, 33% of the time you just went, no, you didn't do anything. Right. That changed to where now they just, they're disg- disgusting resilient is they reduce damage by one. And initial thoughts was like, that's worse. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> because yeah. once again, I've said this in our, our AF show, the AOS show that we had, and I'll say in 40 case, something that you're cannot change. You always get that. You don't have to roll a dice for it. It's always minus one damage. That's true. No more pain. You had to roll a dice. 67% of the time, you failed it. This one, every time. Right. So one of the biggest units, for instance, is uh, the Terminators. They're toughness five. They have three wounds apiece. And they have a four of a vulnerable save. So trying to kill just one of those with anything less than a damage three weapon is just uh, frustrating. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, if damage two, it goes to damage one. So they don't care. And now they're toughness five and they have a four up. So in order to kill one, you're going to have to force six saves through one guy. Sure. You know, it's it's not easy. No, and, and you know, it's funny. I mean, they're, they're, they're one of the toughest armies in the game. And I would even throw Nurgle Demons in that as well. I mean, as far as resiliency. Yep. And, and, you know, while they, uh, I guess the best way to put it is while they pay for that uh, by being painfully slow, uh, yep. They they still are very versatile and and they're able to dish out wounds uh, with uh, with even their psychic powers not 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 right. to mention their blighted weapons you know and also of course shooting and melee so I think that's one of the things that have helped Death Guard and, and in, I would love to see a full Nurgle Demon army on the table but I just I don't see any 40k player players uh, playing that but that's that's for the meat and potatoes of the show here in a little right. bit uh, but but let's but let's get into getting ready for uh, for for playing those games man so so talk to me Gary are you staying true are you sniffing glue what do we got uh 40k I'm always staying true I've got I'm building the space wolves that's been my love currently because I'm an assault oriented guy right and there's nothing better than drunk Vikings on thunder wolves to format <laughs> so whenever the, I started reading the lore of it there they were titled the emperor's executioners yep I'm like I'm I'm sold and for me it's Always be charging, and that's ABC, buddy. ABC. Exactly. So um, I've got Mister Friend of mine painting up some stuff. I've got items over here to my left that I'm building and currently painting up long fangs. So on that one, and I got events coming up. So I've got. You're going to be the road warrior here soon. Oh yeah, it's going to be pretty stringent. So next weekend I'll be in Indianapolis for Invitational on the 16th. And then a GT on the 17th. And then in August, I will be at Siege World. Then September, nothing. October, Michigan. November, Atlanta. So, yeah, over the next five months, I will have a GT for those five months. So Nice. nice. And uh, I got to get those done and then an Army and then and ready to go. And I'm sure I'm going to be running into uh, 
Death Guard. Another reason why I picked them because they are Death Guard, and I'm saying more Death Guard than I am Nurgles because to Pat's point earlier, Nurgle demons fall into that category because they all have that Nurgle keyword. But Death Guard seem to be more prevalent right now in the meta because they have a book to right. go with a new edition, and um, they are horrifying for me to play against because Death Guard's one of the few armies. It's like uh, charge me, I don't care. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, well, yeah. And I don't like that. <laughs> that so. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good, considering you're the ABC guy, I always be charging you. You don't. You don't like right. that. Uh, myself. Whoop. Go ahead, man. Finish it up. I said, yeah, I don't because well, one of the, without going into it too much. Um, even Nurgle demons charging them isn't the best thing either because plague bears are still good. Oh, the yeah. spring of plague bears setting out plague bears setting out front. They still have the five of fill pain. They still have a vulnerable save. They're still negative one to hit. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know it's so, funny because uh, you're you're gonna find that um, that in either game, you know, I, you know whether it's Age of Sigmar or whether it's here. I mean, plague bears are pretty damn good no matter what. Right. Sure. The the only difference is, and I think to re, if you're a Death Guard player, you're probably Nurgle Demon somewhere too, and vice versa. Right. But the reason why that you see Death Guard out there more is because they have kill as well, where Nurgle Demons don't have it in the same impact that Death Guard currently does. That's true. They, they just don't. I mean, they can do board control, but if you have enough damage and you're somewhat defensible yourself, you'll probably win that attrition more throughout the game. Right. Right. Which is what the issue is that I believe with Nurgle Demons. Now, everybody out there listening, if you're like, you know what, you're wrong. Nurgle Demons are great. Like, cool. Go win with them. I'll talk about them the next show. And yeah. this goes out. You place top four in a GT with pure Nurgle Demons. Uh, we will stop and there'll be a 10 minute segment. Yeah. And I'll just talk about that and how amazing it is. And I got some stuff I want to throw in on Nurgle Demons here later in the show. Uh, my, my little two cents in a tin can. And, of course, my, my, my neophyte understanding of 40K. But uh, I'll get to that here in a little bit. But as far as what I'm working on, man, I, I got my uh, I got my Armagers, man. I got my army of Armagers, man. I'm a night player because I need training wheels. I need to get going with this uh, with this new addition here. And uh, I'm excited. And uh, I, I've, been, I've really been invigorated. I'm, I'm building a, um, a pretty awesome all-Armager list. I got a couple of Moriaxes. Uh, mostly I'm running um, Helverns. And uh, I got a couple of them with Meltas, and I've got a, I've got three uh, Warglaves. So I'm uh, I'm 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 pretty happy with my list and, and how it's being developed. And, and um, did a couple of test games uh, with it. Uh, played one one full game with it. Uh, and of course, I, I think it was more of a learning curve game. So I think the I think my opponent was fairly uh, nice to me. You know, I'll put it that way. But um, uh, getting them primed and painted and getting them ready, making them look all all pretty. Because uh, I'm I'm looking forward to getting them out on the table. I think uh, I think having uh, 13 models on the table is is, is the way to go. <laughs> so it uh good good stuff definitely to come on that one so i'm excited man i'm, I'm really excited and I, i've always said this even as a coming from the fantasy background age of sigmar um i've always loved the lore of 40k I, i'm an avid reader uh, as a matter of fact i just put my mechanicum book down here not too long ago i just i just read it for the second time uh, mechanicus and uh I, I can tell you right now uh there's something about the lore that I love, and, and you know, Gary, we're, we're of that, uh, we're of that ilk, right? We're of that generation. We're, we're the Star Wars guys. We're the Star Trek guys. Right. So there's something about right. that sci-fi, that high sci-fi, that just is, is is very attractive. Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, all of those Dungeons and Dragons was coming up, and Gary Gygax back in the day from creating all of those. That that's what got me into where playing this now is is that. Yeah. You know? So yeah. and it, it's. Um, very refreshing to have something that you loved as a child and just continue to grow into another hobby as we get into uh half dead people going through <laughs> and uh, or middle-aged if we will so yeah. 
um, uh, and be able to, to share that with everybody else because almost everybody you played against had something similar from back in the past. True. And there's always been some form of Nurgulish or Death Guardish um, evil character or being whatnot. If you go back and look through the times, through like pestilence and all of those kind of things, disease, all that's Nurgle. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. and it is just now culminated into we're now using it in 40K. Love it. Love it. Well, good stuff, man. We're going to be right back with uh, with with the news and more stuff on. Uh, uh, and by the way, I'm not going to all the tournaments that Gary goes to because I, I'm, yes, I'm, not, I'm not ready. I will be there someday soon. Uh, but he doesn't know it yet. But he's going to. That's it. But but uh, but earlier than that, we're going to be back with the news. Six squared studios. Six squared studios. I'll say it again. Six squared studios. Six squared studios are the real terrain nerds you all need to be getting your terrain from. Get your commercial laser-cut MDF bases, silicone molds for resin prints, game and hobby accessories like 15 to 28 millimeter terrain, 15 to 28 millimeter figures, and 15 to 28 millimeter vehicles, and a lot more. Get your nerd on with Six Squared Studios. Check them out at sixsquaredstudios.ca. Again, that's sixsquaredstudios.ca. Six Squared Studios. Hey gang, today's news is brought to you by Six Squared Studios. Yep, an awesome company for all your gaming and hobby needs. Six Squared Studios. I'll say it again, Six Squared Studios. So get your nerd on with Six Squared Studios. Check them out at sixsquaredstudios.ca. Again, that's six-squaredstudios.ca. Six Squared Studios, where tabletop terrain is made by gamers for gamers. Just like their saying goes, gaming accessories made by gamers for gamers. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Tabletop terrain by expert nerds for exceptional nerds. All right, we got uh, we got the news coming up right now, so we are going to get uh, we're going to get into this. But uh, you know, it, it's funny because um, the news on this one kind of captivated me because I'd remember uh, hearing a lot about. Um, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the 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 campaigns, you know, the war zone uh, campaigns that are happening on the narrative side of, um, of of 40k. Have you have you heard about these, Gary? Yeah, the crusade campaigns. Yeah. So I know that um, one thing that was uh, that was brought up was the uh, it's the war of uh, Charadin. I think it's Act Two. Yep. And uh, this one's kind of interesting. I was reading about this one, and it looks like the the, the Book of Fire is going to be bring you know uh, a, you know and ironically enough. Uh, this has to do with one of our topics tonight, where the Death Guard are really uh, kind of uh, kind of bearing down on the Admech, you know, Metallica, I think it is, yep. and um, you know, it, it's just really just this big catastrophic brawl for for the Imperium's future, and that um, sounds like all the forty k lords, the big they've, brawl to keep humans alive. They've they've summed up the whole thing. <laughs> so I really like these. You know, what's funny is I'm going to be uh, kind kind of uh, admit my uh, my egotist here, but I love the concept of uh narrative type of play and games right I, I don't like to play them but i like to hear about them i like to talk about it but I, i'm you know, a, a match play kind of a person so i am too but with all the effort and the more that i read the lore and go through it i kind of get drawn more into the the crusade like portions of it right and the lore driven ones 
because that is something that like me and my kids could play and it's relatively short and still be interested in it. So, well, at least one, which would be Gavin, because Rand will be like, what model? No, I'm good. I'll stay in touch. So. <laughs> yeah, I got I got a son just like that myself. Uh, but I, you know, I, I'm kind of captivated by this. I'll probably pick it up because, as I said, I like to read the the lore uh, in, in in 40k. The, I got to say, a black library and everything they touch, as far as the authors, everything they put together for that is uh, really freaking incredible. But another thing, uh, speaking of narrative mission packs, this is this uh, this crusade uh, system uh, that they have now. Uh, this is a new one that's coming out, and and this one I think is is actually very cool, um, and I'm really impressed with what they did with crusade i see a lot of the 40k casual gamers in different stores play exclusively this way now uh and it seems super fun so it it, it's always good to to see more stuff being added more stuff that's out there although again um i'm not a big non-matched play kind of a person i mean i figure if i'm gonna if i'm gonna put models on the table i at least want to have some type of a a score at the end Uh, right if that's the best way to put it but i have you gotten into any of this crusade stuff yourself uh, no, I've read about it. I got a couple of friends of mine, uh, Chris and Eric. Those guys, I, it's like how they play. Uh, he ran a event at his house, like ten people, and him and his and Eric didn't even play in it. They, everybody else played match play, three rounds, your old rogue trader style event, right. and they stayed on his kitchen table and create played crusade the whole time. And I think had more fun than the other ten of us did. <laughs> okay, and uh, it, it's it's interesting. It's definitely. I think it's worth trying. And from a lot of my friends that were involved with like the creation of ninth, sure. They put a lot of work into it to make it to where it is something that's enjoyable for you to go in and play and you don't have to stumble into it. You go into it and it kind of draws you and wants to keep you playing. So okay. I definitely want to give it a shot. And I think they did a great job on it. If you get somebody like me to want to play that to where, like you said, there's no score at the end, uh, that's an, a feat within itself. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting to me because I know that, like, say, my background coming in from fantasy, you know, they would have different crusade, you know, uh, pieces like this. You know, back in the day, they had, th- they had different campaigns called, and they didn't call them crusades, they called them campaigns, uh, where they had, like, the Nemesis Crown or they had, all you know, uh, Albion and all these different, uh, you know, campaigns that went on for months. But they were they were matched play. I mean, you were, right. you were, you were, you know, you were, you were uh, turning in your scores to the store. Of course, this is, of course, before, you know, Best Coast pairings and all that kind of stuff. So um, it was it was very much in the ilk of, like, say, what Crusade is doing, but it was competitive. And I think it's interesting that, that and I'm, just, you know, I'm, not, I'm not knocking any particular community, but what I've noticed from the outside looking in and now just getting into 40K is that uh, 40Kers, they take it real seriously, man. I mean, and, and I respect that. So it's yep. interesting to me to see such a, a I'm going to say a healthy swath of the community in 40k really get into this more casual type of crusade type of game is that a fair way to put it uh, it, it is and i think you're still you'll have the off ofs but i still think that match play in 40k is probably going to dominate mostly what we see but what i think we need to take in consideration there's a lot of 40k players that we're never going to see because they don't go to events True. this is what they do they buy it for crusade they buy it for um the thousand point games they buy it for the um uh, combat patrol type stuff to go through it to where the skirmishes they can get something in for an hour and start the rest of their day yeah. not like me where i look at the wife and go it's 9 30 i'm going to mike's house and i come back at seven o'clock that night right <laughs> and i played three games you know yeah. so it's uh it's definitely something to go in and look to and throughout this um episode if everybody listens then they're interested in death guard or nurgle that's a great place to start 
is right. the Crusade one with those. Because it's, uh, I won't say it's cheap entry fee, because nothing in this hobby is really inexpensive. True. But it's less than what it normally would be. Right. And then you can grow from there and still get something out of it. And, and, that's, run the rules. and that's where I was going to go with it. It seems to me to be a very good growth point. Uh, and I just thought it was very interesting that they that they, that they have that. And I, I, I think it's even more interesting to see uh, such a very competitive community, again, which I respect. Right really migrate towards something that I honestly, I guess maybe it's my narrow mindedness. I didn't think I would ever see it as healthy as right. I have I, been in the 40 K community. So I think it's awesome. I don't know that you'll see a lot of match players go there and do it that often. It might be oh, like okay. a uh, beer pretzels thing right. where like, you show up one day and we're going to do this a couple of times just to check it out. But you're right. Most of the time. And I'm in this group. If I go somewhere, I'm bringing what I think is the uh, best currently space wolf lists that I can field, mm-hmm. And I want to play it against, really hard tournament tested players and lists got it because time is valuable when it goes to that and if that's not your stick by all means on that and there that's not to say that match players won't go play it but my i don't know anybody in my normal group that plays that on the side gotcha okay well that's fair enough well good stuff man and and let's uh let's wrap it up unless you got anything else for the news and we're going to be right back with uh with death guard and nurgle you ready Yes, sir. Let's do it. A public service announcement brought to you by Frag Factory 3D Printing. Many of us have thousands of dollars in miniatures, yet we play on flat tables with books and overturned Tupperware to act as our fantasy and sci-fi landscapes. We've all drooled over the tables we see in magazines lush with beautifully created terrain from all genres. The crew at Frag Factory 3D Printing want to wipe that drool from your chin and put it firmly on your friends and fellow gamers when they see your setup. Alien landscapes, desert wastelands, futuristic cities, fantasy outposts, elven forests, demonic stronghold, and so much more. Find out what you've been missing by checking us out on Facebook at Frag Factory 3D Printing or send us an email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com. Bring your own files or we will help you find what you've been searching for. Take your gaming to the next level with Frag Factory 3D Printing. We print life into your games. Tell them Grimdark Live sent you, and your first hour of printing is free. Hey gang, in all seriousness, get your terrain on the table and get it with Frag Factory 3D Printing. And remember, tell them Grimdark Live sent you, and they'll give you one hour free. You can get them via email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com or their Facebook page, Frag Factory 3D Printing. Frag Factory 3D Printing. Printing life into your games. Now, back to the show. Death Guard. Nurgle. Here we go, man. And uh, so here, so this one, I, I've actually been really excited to, to talk about this as a topic. I mean, and, and we're going to predominantly, we're going to be starting with Death Guard, and, and I'm going to wind up Gary here with, with an opening statement as we get into this. Uh, so, Gary, let, let's kind of rehash a little bit of how we opened up the, the show here tonight. And the strength of this army is really shown, I would say, to the greatest extent at being within, say, what, maybe 24 inches the damage of the Death Guard really ramps up as as you and your opponent close the distance, you know, thanks to the mortal wounds and to the weapons that that, that they have access to. And you kind of touched on this before when, when you were talking about being, you know, an ABC kind of a player, you know, always be charging. You know, right. that's the last thing you want to do against Death Guard because they really start to excel at right about that 24-inch mark. And uh, with with extremely 
tough units, you know, good melee power, uh, good right. mortal wound output, and the, the ability to hold objective. Death Guard are, you know, even with some tough matchups with the likes of, as I said earlier, Admech and Drukari and all the other ones, uh, very able to win plenty of GTs and has been doing so so far. So yep. I think they, that's a good way to open it up. Yeah, uh, a- absolutely. And with, there's a couple of items that fall into for Death Guard that Nurgle, like I said, just don't have access to. Sure. So you're right. The 24-inch range is good from their infantry standpoints and some of their other shooting ones, but their uh, usual suspects, or if you would be the most egregious suspects, are the uh, Chaos Relic Contemptor Dreadnought. Oh, yeah. And their Plague Burst Crawlers. So you take... Oh, yeah. Demon um, engines, right. Right. You take these twin Volkite Culverins, is what they're called. Sure. Well, so there's two of them. So that's 16 shots per Dreadnought. At a 45-inch range. Oh. Right. Brutal. And so their strength 6, AP 0, 2 damage. People are like, okay, so what? 0, I get my save. Yeah, you're right. You do. But if on a wound roll, unmodified wound roll of a 6, it inflicts one mortal wound in addition to any normal damage. So a lot of weapons in 40K, once they do a mortal wound, the attack sequence stops. What that means is you don't take a save. You just take the mortal wound and move on. Interesting. Okay. This one, you take the mortal wound and you still have to make a saving throw. So, and it's also two damage. Oh. So that's 16 shots. And in 40K, um, you have the ability to give rerolls like to hit and to wound, right. these kind of things. Yeah. So you could like skew up high and do a bunch of mortal wounds, but every failed save, whether it's on a two plus or whatnot, it's two damage. And against non-Death Guard, like current Primaris Marines, the big stick was Marines went up to two wounds. Well, you fail one save, that's a dead Marine. Sure. You know? Yeah. And people don't take... That's a great point. And people don't take one of these. They take two to three of these. Sure. So now you're going from 18 shots to 36 shots, you know, and just climbing up the ladder and just deleting units off the board which is a problem against Death Guard because you need your units on the board to shoot the infantry that's impossible to kill. So if their target priority is right and gets rid of your counter to their Terminators or whatnot, typically you have the Blight Lord Terminators or the uh, uh, other set of Terminators, which are the Death Shrouds. Okay, right, yeah. That, that are setting out and what they'll do, and I'll go through this real quickly so we don't chew up all the time, but this won't be a surprise to anybody. So Death Shrouds can take two to five, right? And they've got a weapon that's just insane. You don't charge these guys. You, you can't. And it's like, oh, yeah, you can't. No, no, you cannot. Because they have a character called the uh, Foul Blight Spawn, right? So you put this guy in the middle of five Terminators, you just start to walk up the board. If you charge them, um, the Foul Blight Spawn has a aura that says you don't count as having charged. So you get no charge right, bonuses. Yeah. You don't go first. They're going to go before you. And the Foul Blight Spawn also, if you're within three inches of him, has another one that says he can make you fight after all other Nurgle units, have, not all of the Death Guard units have fought. You're, you're dead. Yeah. You, yeah. you won't survive that. Well, and for people that would be like, oh, no, you know, you can survive it because you're tough. I said, okay, one Death Shroud Terminator has four attacks. Right. One. Uh, 
plus three to a strength, so strength seven. Neg three AP, two damage from one guy. That's four attacks. There's right. usually five. Right, right. So four, eight, 12, 16, leader, 21 attacks. And they're like, oh, well, you know, this is a blah, 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 blah. They have another profile called Scythe. Turns 21 attacks into 42. Yeah. Yeah, you're not. And, and you know what's funny about that statement? If I can, if I can break in here a little bit, uh, you know, when, when somebody says, "Well, we can survive. We're tough," you know, all, all that information as far as you know, the, you know, the weapons, the units that they have, that that's one that's one part of it. But I think what we're we're forgetting is is the real practical sense of that term resilient. You hear that yep. all the time. That's thrown around with Death Guard, uh, with Nurgle, you know, demons, and, and even on the fantasy side, you hear talked about it with Maggotkin. Uh, resilience. Yep. I mean, and, and I got to be honest with you. I don't care how tough you are. Death Guard are probably tougher, <laughs> and <laughs> most of the most of the army's exclusive units benefit from extra toughness. You know, and, and we, we those you know, guys. And, and then we got disgustingly resilient special rule to throw right. that in there is kind of in, you know insult to in, in injury. So making them harder to to take down and giving the the army some real staying power. I mean, right. this is still an objective game, folks. I mean, that, that's still going to happen. And you can't ignore them. Everybody's like, oh, I'll just ignore them. Well, the board's smaller, and you're just going to then concede and give up wherever they're at, that you're not going to go anywhere over there. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they're not fast, but they still move five inches, and they still charge you. So, realistically, they have a 12 to 13-inch threat range of a charge. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's not that easy to stay away from them. And the rest of their units aren't exactly that easy to get rid of either. <laughs> so, so, you know, because these guys are four for vulnerable safe toughness, five, three wounds, reduce damage by one. That's just their data sheet. Yeah. That's not to include buffs like Cloud of Flies. It makes you negative one to hit them when you shoot at them. Yeah. You know? it, it, it's and another it, thing that, that popped in my mind when you talk about buffs, and I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it, is, is all their capabilities once you do get there I, I call it the insult to injury things that oh, Death yeah. Guard are able to do, the mortal wounds. You know, if you take the um, uh, between the contagion disciplines that they have and, and some of the the photide uh, virion units, you know, you really have the ability to dish out, <laughs> I'm going to say significant uh, number of mortal <laughs> wounds because I don't really know offhand what that what that would be on a, on a, on a regular yeah. basis. But it's really going to help you chew through tougher units like, say, Custodes. You know, that was one conversation yep. you and I had when I thought about playing Death Guard. And uh, who are the other ones you talked about? The um, uh, the Blade Guard veterans, those guys. Yep. And yep. I mean, well, hot knife through butter. They're going to go through every single one of them. Yeah. And people are like, well, yeah. I said, no, no, no. Because first of all, the contagion, in case anybody doesn't know, this isn't an aura. So you can't shut it off. Right. Right. It's right. not, it doesn't fall in that category because there's things in a game where you can turn off auras. So when this gets bigger each turn and they have abilities to make it further. So right. the aura from any Death Guard unit, when you're in range of them, that have um, that ability that's in them, you're going to be minus one toughness. Yeah, right. And, that, and so that's now just, your just that that are right. toughness four go to three. And yeah. they're hitting you with strength seven. So they're wounding you on twos. Yeah. Thunderwolf yeah. Calvary, which is one of my favorite units. They're not the most competitive. That's for a different show. But they're toughness five. Now they go to fours. Right. And you know, I'm going to th throw something else out at you. Spe speaking of going from toughness five to toughness four, what about the plague weapons? I mean, yep. you you take this army, uh, Death Guard. You know, uh, they're going to be re-rolling ones to wound uh, with uh, with with at least their melee attack, and and, and some are going to get that benefit with shooting attacks. 
So, I mean, this helps make up for the lack of um, armor piercing on many of the the weapons and and the combos that they have, because I do know that the army is kind of poor with, with, with that. Uh, But, uh, you know, when when you, when you look at the combos with the, with the contagion rules that we just, we just touched on now, that's what I was saying. It's like insult to injury. Even if you did get in there to fight them, you're going to have to do with their mortal wounds and their plague weapons. It's like, Oh, you got to be kidding me, Jack. Here, here's something to take in consideration. Everybody talks about on the, the meta and here's the proof, you know, Right now, we're, we're just two nerds talking about Death Guard, how resilient they are. Okay? He's a bigger nerd, folks. But it, it, on this show, yes. The one prior to this that's live? No, that's the other guy. <laughs> so in March, Death Guard had a first and a third place finish at 1GT. Okay. April, they had four top fours, or three top fours. May, they had four top fours. Oh. June, one, two, three, four five, six, seven top fours. Here's, here's what that means. Typically when a army comes out, they're very good in the beginning because nobody has to play against them. Right. These gotten significantly better as the book's been out. And I, I will say this, Death Guard, typically they're like orc players. You're either a Death Guard player or you're not. Yeah, that's true. Nobody usually picks up Death Guard because they're the top of the meta at the moment. They're some form or fashion or tried or true Death Guard player, and this speaks to what I said earlier, or what I believe is, if you find a faction you love and you continue to play them, these are the results that come out. I mean, you're talking about four top fours in May, and that doubling the next month. Yeah. That's and, not easy to do. And I'll be honest with you, I think there's, I think there's, I have a, I have a hypothesis, if I can use that word, um, and, I, and I know we're not supposed to use words we can't spell, but yeah, I gotta uh, look that up. So um, here, we'll give it a minute. Uh, but I, when, when you when you talk about being being the staunch Death Guard player, you know, either you are or you're not. I agree with that because I think that has a lot to do with their characters. Just like any freaking Nurgle army, their characters are just so flavorful. I mean, the Death Guard right. really have a number of very strong character options in the elite slot that. You know, not only are cool as far as model aesthetics, but they can buff the hell out of the army and, and act as you know force multipliers. That, yep. I, I, that that's that's the way I'd like to state that because they're they're all worth consideration in some build or the other. I mean, whether it's a great unclean one, even I mean, if you're if you're gonna or or, or I'm sorry, I'm sticking with Death Guard here, uh, Mortarian, uh, or you know, if, I just think that um, that would be a reason why I think that a lot of players become so ensconced in that army and they're just going to stick with them my, no, my hypothesis I, I agree completely and the reason why you don't see the same thing going with Nurgle is because they don't have the same type of options yeah currently their book's not out yet Nurgle is still playing off of the last edition book yeah and I, I'd like to so, see and we're gonna we're kind of hedging our bets here and we're gonna get into the Nurgle demons here in, in a little bit after we kind of wrung out the uh the snot rag here with with Death Guard but I I'm hoping the 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 demon codex gets broken up. I know it won't. All right. I just, I know it won't. I'd like to see chaos demons actually have their own Nurgle codex of some kind or their own, you know, corn, you know, something like that. I know they won't do it, but I think they deserve it. Um, well, they may get like the chaos demon codex and then you're right. I don't think they will, but it would be nice to see them have supplements for the, the, the four chaos factions. Yeah. Yeah, because my favorite chaos faction is Corn, and they are uh, worse than Nurgle. Well, I, you know it's funny. My my, my fast chaos faction is is Nurgle for sure. Uh, I, I was you know, I'm 
I'm not going to get into that right now. That's a, that's an offshoot. Right. But I want to I want to ask you this, Gary, uh, from 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 your perspective, you know, and and like we talked about before, perspective is a dangerous thing. It's like what's the old saying with the sinking of the Titanic? You know, the lobsters in the ships, you know, ships kitchen. The, their, their perspective was it was a freaking miracle. So right. perspective can be uh, can be dangerous, but. When you're talking about Death Guard, while speed and, say, long-range firepower are definitely lacking for the infantry of this army, right? what I find amazing is the Death Guard has these layers to overcome certain things. Like, for instance, you want to charge us? Hey, no problem. This is what we're going to do to you. But how they overcome long-range firepower and uh, you know speed is is their, their, their Death Guard vehicles, man. Their, their, yep. their demon engines. Um you know the uh, the the mower. The uh, I can't think of the name of it right now. The um, the flesh mower. Thought bullet drone or the flesh mower. Thank you. I love that. Well aware of that thing, and it will blender you. Uh, but I I think it, my whole point about bringing this up is, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. This army is so well thought out that they're able to almost overcome or overlap their deficiencies with something even freaking better than what you could have had if you didn't have the deficiency. Right. If that makes yeah. sense. No, it does. It, it, it's very good because they're, you're dependable. And here's something I'm going to say. This is not a knock on Death Guard players, and I know that as soon as this goes up, I'm going to hear about it. That's fine. <laughs> um, you can make mistakes, or you can make Hail Marys and not necessarily get punished for it because of the resilience. Like the photo bloat drone that you brought up, for example. Yeah. Right? So this thing is Toughness 7. Okay. Nine wounds, three up save, five up invulnerable save. So uh, invulnerable save is a ward save. Exactly, right. Right, okay. Um, So if you think about what you have to have to kill this thing, A, it reduces your damage by one. So your your two damage weapons are one. Right. Or or, or just one. And toughness seven is no joke. You have to shoot it with eight to wound it on threes. For simple math, if you're shooting multi-melters at this thing and you shoot four, right? And let's just, let's just, you hit with all four. We'll just say you had a good day on the range. Sure. Right? Yeah. And then you wound with three out of those four. Well, he's going to save one of those on his five up. And now you have to roll your damage. And if you roll boxcars, you would barely kill it by two. Yeah. Oh, so, that, that's a really good point. Right. It, you, it's a lot for that to have to get rid of this thing. And it doesn't degrade. So a lot of vehicles, whenever they start to take wounds, they'll get weaker. Well, since this has the nine wound one, it doesn't. It's the same every time. And a flesh mower, whenever it attacks you, you're getting hit 12 times with this thing. 12. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I and you it. have to kill it. Yeah. Because it moves you, 10 inches. Well, you, have you have to have deal to with it. it. That's for sure. You have to deal with <laughs> yeah. that damn thing. Otherwise, right. you're toast. Either that, or you just go. Okay, I'm going to let you kill that unit. Well, and you go find something else. I, I think I think you you find that a lot from a tactic standpoint. They probably throw yeah. their trash troops at it. You know, ball it up for a round or two, and then and then right. deal with everything else. But a good Death Guard player doesn't do that. He runs those suckers right alongside of the Terminators that you're trying to stay away from. Right. And then he launches those out and kills um, high value assets, if you will, to go from the military term wise. There you go. There you go. They're, they're very. A good Death Guard player is very difficult to beat because they understand how resilient they are, and they're not afraid to use that. Yeah, and you know it's funny when you, when you when you got me thinking about list building, and one of the things I've noticed, and it's almost like I don't want to say this as, as comfortably as I can, 
it's almost like Games Workshop knew that they had a real monster on their hands, no pun intended, with an army and Death Guard when they wrote the codex yep. and they put the rules together. And they kind of went, I bet you it was like ninth hour, they're ready to get the book out, and they went, holy crap, this army can't be that good. Right. And it's almost like they rewrote, because I'm, what, I'm, what I'm getting at here is I've read through the codex. I, like I said, I, I came to you how many times, Gary, about talking about playing the army. Yep. And, uh, and I still might. This show might tip me over the edge. But out of all the conversations you have with me, have I ever deterred you away from playing Death Guard? Not at all. Not at all. No. Not at all. As all the fact, other armies, I've always given the negatives to Death Guard. I'm like, if I give a heavy side, I don't want to play them. You're playing the right army. Yeah. Because they are hard to deal with. Well, one thing I noticed, like we talked about as far as layers and overcoming, is there is there. I, I feel that the army, and, and, and stop me if you think I'm, I'm out of line by saying this, because I think the army itself in Death Guard has some build limitations. And, and here's where, here's in, in going through the book where, I, where I'm, I'm going to come up with this. Uh, Death Guard, in my opinion, have some areas that I don't want to say they're severe build limitations because the proof is in the pudding. The army is doing great. But right. when you're putting together an army, one of the things I noticed is you, you can't have more than one uh, Lord of the Death Guard in a detachment. Right. Uh, you can only have one unit of Poxwalkers or cultists for each, uh, I think, bubonic uh, core unit that you, that you can take, uh, which, which means every Poxwalker squad requires a squad of Plague Marines uh, or, or, or Terminators or what's the other one? Um, possessed, right? Right. Um, and, and, and these aren't terrible limitations. Like I said before, I don't want to make a – I don't want to seem like I'm pole vaulting over a mouse turd right. here. But you, you will – you, you will butt up against them pretty often, and I, I think they prevent you from going full in on, on horde strategies. So I can understand why they did right. that, because if they if they allowed that, I, I think I think this army would, would be winning until they, they burned the game down, personally. Right. Well, um, to, to be fair on that, that was part of the, uh, and I believe that was intentional. They went through and did that to avoid the, like you said, the mass board coverage with Right. Fox walkers and cultures and stuff like that. But it also makes it to where death guard or have to be more engaging now that it had to be in the past. Because mm. right. a lot of death guard players and this Nurgle as well to players that went through it. Um, they basically played in the psychic phase and the movement phase. That was yeah, it. That's true. We did board control and go through it. Mm-hmm. And with the way ninth edition has switched to board control being probably more important than it's ever been before. That's why that no longer really exists, and they gave that limitations. Because yeah. I, I, I don't think GW is opposed to selling three hundred poxwalkers. <laughs> no, not at you all. Know. Not at but, all. But you know, if they can force you to take your poxwalkers and death shrouds, you know, to go along with that, and you're not mad when you take death shrouds, I've never, ever heard a death guard player after the game go, "Man, these death shroud terminators are terrible. I shouldn't have taken any of those." Yeah. Never. Right. You know. Because that's the thing that goes, you know, I wish you would come over here. Right. You know. Right. And, and you know, it's, it's funny. I, again, I, I go back to the two things that I think really bind this army to, together. And I, I want to kind of uh, get to a point where we can start talking about Nurgle demons here because I really want to give them the respect that I think they deserve. But right. you, know, you know what impresses me most about the Death Guard are their standout special rules. And, and I'm, I'm saying that as a, as a fantasy guy coming into 40K. Because I say that because I know, I know every army's got their special rules. I get that. But I'm going to go back to two of the things that I think make them stand out. The first one is their plague weapons. And I know that I'm kind of rounding back around this, but I want to say this before I, I lose my thought here. Um, when you have innate rerolls of, of, of one to wound with your weapons that 
are usually wounding on twos or threes means that if, if you if you hit, you are very, very likely, in my opinion, to wound, which will force your opponent to roll saves. And uh, even at a even at a two plus save with you know AP whatever, you're you, you, you're you're going to get some wounds through uh, that 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 you wouldn't have otherwise with this rule. So I guess my whole point about this army is that these layers at this I don't know that in, in 40k at this point but I'm willing to bet in my in my limited understanding right now and I'm getting better folks <laughs> but I don't know if there's any army that has as many onion layers to, to to kick your ass and win as Death Guard is that a fair statement to say um there's other armies that have a fair amount of layers that go along with it but to back up your point and, and I will when you have built-in rerolls of right. any kind right it's fantastic right because typically you have to be around a character of some sort to benefit from a reroll, i.e., right. Marines. Reroll ones to hit comes from a captain, and you have to be within six inches. Reroll ones to wound comes from a lieutenant, and you have to be within six inches. Now, there are weapons like Lightning Claws that let you reroll wounds, you know, but that's one. Plague weapons are like throughout the entire list, yeah. the entire army of them. They're shooting weapons, plague weapons, and yeah. they have stratagems and spells to make things that aren't plague weapons, plague weapons, so they can still reroll the one. Exactly, exactly. You know, plague weapon last cannons are terrifying, you know. So, and go ahead. You, you can send them out on their own because they have that ability. They don't need to be babysitted by True. a captain or a lieutenant or whatever the case may be. And here's the advantage that gives you for the for the armory, uh, excuse me, the data sheets you have that don't have plague weapons, now you can take your captain-style Death Guard character and set it with those guys. Sure. And now they get reroll ones, and he's just going to hang out behind Plague Bros Crawlers and go, okay. Yep. You know, he doesn't care. And everything else goes out and functions on its own. That's what makes Death Guard a standout is they can go out and function on their own. Yeah, and one of the things I, I like, and, and we'll kind of wrap up the Death Guard thing here, if, if I, well, at least in my mind, because I, I think when you talk about Death Guard, you can't escape the disgustingly resilient piece, nope. at least where I'm at. Because here's the thing, just like, just like we talked about before when, when we brought up their plague weapons, and this is where I, I talk about the insult to injury with this army. Yep. You know, you subtract one from the damage characteristics of, you know, to a minimum of one, um, and you know that 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 are that are inflicting on the death guard unit this right. replaces and i know a lot of people bitched and complained when 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 the new codex came out because it replaced the five plus ward save uh yep. or 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 uh, not ward feel save okay. feel no feel pain okay. thank you yep. uh that that eighth edition had um but in a way i'll be damned this version of disgustingly resilient i feel and i kind of felt back then too but i didn't understand enough to really voice it i thought was better than the wards or the 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 uh the feel no pain Right, and here's for that, and a lot of my friends are going to go, you're saying math, everybody knows. Well, it doesn't matter. It needs to be said and talked about for the people that don't know exactly. and don't understand. So a death shroud terminator has three wounds. Yeah. Right? We're using right. death shrouds a lot. Well, because go look through all the death the uh, death guard lists. There's death shrouds in every one of them mm-hmm. for a reason. Yeah. So a thunder hammer is neg two AP, three flat damage. Right. And these guys have a four up of vulnerable save. Yep. So if they didn't have disgusting resilient, you need to force statistically two saves. So he's going to fail one of them, takes three damage, and he dies. Great. Well, no. Now he fails one of them, takes three damage, goes to two. He doesn't die. 
So now you're forcing three Thunder Hammers through to kill one guy. Yeah. yeah. That's, and you may not, because if they spike on four Finvols, who knows? Yeah. You may not kill them at all. And, and you know, and, and, and that's, that, I think the short version of what you just said is what makes Death Guard so tough, especially now that there are a lot more damage uh, are, are, uh, two type, type weapons out there. Right. Uh, there, there are still some ways to get. What am I trying to say here? Uh, ignore wound rolls on top of this new disgustingly resilient, such as through the the, the, the plague surgeon's aura, like you were bringing up before. Right. All the auras. I mean, the onion layers that are just on this army is, uh, I think, is what's going to make it. Uh, well, I, I think this army is going to stay on top for a long, long time. I don't know yep. that this army is going to see the bottom of the barrel anytime soon. Right, and I, I really what, don't. Uh, what Pat was referring to as the uh, plague surgeon yeah. is uh, while a friendly bubonic infantry units within three inches of the model, each time it loses a wound on a six up, it doesn't. So it gets a six up feel no pain in addition to reducing the damage by one. Mm-hmm. So if you slap a plague surgeon, the foul blight spawn inside of five uh, death route terminators. Yep. Um, so the example I gave before, you get one hammer done, it does two damage. He happens to roll a six, you did one. Yeah. You know, Ouch. Now the next hammer that gets through kills a guy provided he fails the four up and doesn't happen to roll a six. Yep. You know, it's, it's an, I don't want to say that it's insane because it's needed for that army. That yep. army has to have that or it doesn't function and do well. Yep. And, 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 and it does. And that's why it does. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let, let's let's jog back around here in a minute, and let's uh, let's talk about some Nurgle demons. You ready? Absolutely. Awesome. Let's, let's do it. Hey gang, I wanted to take a break in today's show to introduce one of our sponsors and a great store for all of your hobby needs. That's GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Open seven days a week. 12 to 12. GameStorm Gaming has got you covered for all of your hobby and gaming needs. They got Magic the Gathering, War Machine, X-Wing, Game of Thrones, Force of Will card game, PC gaming and repair, Warhammer 40k, and Age of Sigmar, and a ton more. Grab paints, brushes, cases, dice, and a lot more at GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Stop in and see John and the gang there at GameStorm Gaming, located at 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, or check them out on their website at GameStormGaming.com. Again, that's www.GameStormGaming.com. They also stay open past midnight for special cases and events, so get over there and get your nerd on with GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, 630-243-9330. Again... That's GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois. GameStorm Gaming is a proud sponsor of Grimdark Live. We hope to see you there. Hey, you Grimdark goons, thank you so much for joining us on the show. But hey, if you're new to the Grimdark Live experience, please don't forget to subscribe, follow, and like our show. This way you'll always know when it's time for Grimdark Live. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for being back. We love all you dice chucking, glue sniffing gamer goons. Also, please recommend us to your friends as Grimdark Live is a great show to get your nerd on every week. 
And if you like some after-ear action, give our podcast a listen after the live show. The podcast is typically published a couple of days after the live show. The link to the podcast is in the show notes below. And if you're already listening to our podcast, you rock, man. And if that ain't enough for you, check out our website at www.grimdarklive.com. Again, that's grimdarklive.com. All right, now let's get back to the show. You got to... uh you got to talk about Nurgle, especially coming off of uh, off a of Death Guard. And, and gang, we're going to continue our talk on Death Guard and Nurgle here. And at this point in the show, uh, we're going to be winding over to the Nurgle demons uh, specifically, and uh, and where they stand in Ninth Edition as it's as it as it as it is right now. And of course, outside a new Codex, of course. And I, I get that. Uh, so Gary, let's kind of switch gears here a little bit and, and kind of talk about the, uh, the the boogers with eyeballs that are out there. And, and and Gary, if you remember, I mentioned to you not long ago that that I was also considering an army uh, of Nurgle demons. I remember I, we were talking about I was going to yep. try to pair them with some Chaos Knights, and you said I was crazy. Yep. And and yep. Uh, uh, I, I would still say that. It, thank you very little. And uh, here's the thing, in, 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 Gary. In my mind, if if I were to have say a, a high view of, of Nurgle, I would say. Uh, my thought on, on Nurgles is this. Nurgle demons have access to really some incredibly durable stat lines in, in every single slot. I mean, well, yep. really besides their, their, their barren heavy support slot. I, I get that. They, they really don't have much in heavy support, uh, which, which gives you the general idea of how their, their, their play style would, would come across on the table. And to me, your challenge as a Nurgle demon player is finding ways to best turn that durability into uh, board control and eventually victory points. So when, when you think of Nurgle Demons in that regard, are you kind of thinking the same way? Yeah, it's a lot of board control because you don't have a whole lot of damage that goes into that. You do have a lot of survivability. They did get a buff with the release of Bellacor. Right. Because he can go with any demon faction because right. he was the first demon prince and basically told all the chaos gods, like, uh, I'm going to do what I want. You know, sure. I always, always broke it down to, he was like, Hey, corn, stop threatening me. Slanesh, stop hitting on me. Nurgle, go take a <laughs> shower. You know, Zinch, stop whispering in my ear. You that's know, right. but that, that's kind of the guy that he was. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to do my own thing. And there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Cause I don't think you realize what they created when they created the first demon prince. Yeah. Whenever he showed up and him being able to be in any, uh, chaos demon faction is a, Good buff because there's all his rules are insane, but that's for another episode. Like we could do an entire one on him, right? But he gives kill power and psychics abilities to go through it. But yes, at the end of the day, you're a board control army that can do a lot of damage. Right. And I know a lot of people are like, well, if it's board control and does a lot of damage, why doesn't win all the time? Well, well I said can right. do a lot of damage, right? Because a lot of their attacks have no AP on them. So I'm getting normal saves. But whenever I do fail, typically they're going to fail. They're going to kill what they went into. Right. But in the world of Storm Shields and two-up saves and three-wound models and four-wound models and transhuman and all these other things, yep. they're just not getting it done when it comes yeah. to that. No, you that's know? true. So, I mean, I mean, the long and short of what you're saying is a pure Nurgle demon army probably isn't going to be very successful in this edition. Um, currently, right, with the current book they have. Now, there are players out there that can make them work. I've been well, shown that. Sure. You know, but as for a statement you made earlier, it doesn't come with the uh, the player in the box. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. when it comes out, you're going to have to, you know, put your 
gray matter to work to put together a list that's going to do some work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, we got we to get that on a T-shirt. And what Gary's referring to is we, we, we throw the word around a lot. You know, the, we see these gamers all the time, whether it's 40K or whether it's Age of Sigmar or, or, or anything, really. They, uh, uh, they, they go to the game store, they buy a box of models, they open up the box, and they realize real quick it doesn't come with a gamer. Yep. And, and I think that's the, uh, that's the kicker. But So I want to go back to this, because the, the reason why I asked you about Nurgle Demons and why I find pure demon armies so fascinating is Nurgle specifically, Gary, for, for, for me and my, my purview on the army, was uh, the army, as I seem to recall, back in the early days of 9th edition, really worked. I, I actually saw a few different all-demon armies um, in 40K. Uh, uh-huh. And obviously, as the edition went on, they started to slip. They got an old book. They're still 8th edition. And I think the proliferation of armies like uh, Necrons, when they first came out, uh, now Death Guard, obviously, uh, what would it be? Dark Angels, uh, yep. that, that, that do the Nurgle demon shtick of, you know, get to an objective and be hard to remove. Uh, they, do that out, they do that better than them. And yeah, I think that's where they're getting outpointed. Yeah. So. Well, also as as it progressed, and the game the game became much more um, just visceral with how armies are when they go right in the fight. Well, for an example, and there were a lot of people out there like, well, this and they have the durability of this, and then their neck one to hit, blah blah blah. As a quiz example of why that doesn't work anymore, and I won't go to a bunch of units because it's. You don't need to. If you give one example, there's three other ones that are the same from different armies. Sure. A, uh, for instance, with a space wolf, I'll use that because that's what I'm playing right now. Sure. You take five wolf guard, lightning claws, jump backs, 21 attacks on the charge. They're like, yeah, but you still have to hit, blah, blah, blah. Well, you chapter master them, they reroll all of their hits. Sure. You put them into assault doctrine, and now every six that they roll, there's two additional hits. So 21 attacks, full rerolls, you're going to get up to like 30, 34 hits. Could be, yeah. yeah. Lightning Claws lets you reroll wounds. And they can get plus one to wound. So now that stuff that was difficult to kill is now you're forcing through like 30-some-odd saves on them from a five-man unit. Yeah, That's not a good trade value. Not at That's all. why they have that problem where Death Guard doesn't. Death Guard's like, charge me, you're not fighting first, you're dead. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. That's the difference. And, and, but you know, to, nope. to go not just make it to go where it's all gloom and doom there's our ways around that you can take beasts of nurgles which are even more reserved sure. yeah and they're, you can they're throw awesome. layers and able to go through it but it's very difficult to win that attrition war past turn three yeah and look i, I want to point something i want to say something that you kind of taught me early on in 40k and 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 specifically i'm going to use this with nurgle demons you know being durable and playing the mission well Right, you always talk about muscle memory with the army and get a lot of reps in with the army, uh, and, and playing that army well remains an excellent way to compete in Ninth Edition. Even if you're going to be playing, say, all Nurgle demons, and and there are still a few armies, as we said before, that do it that that that, that do it better than Nurgle demons. But right now, I would still say Nurgle demons probably still do it pretty freaking good. So so that okay. that I want to throw out there right now. So if your stick in your niche is board control and just frustrating your opponent from the potential of just not dying <laughs> that, that is a way to go because once again you can't control dice well sure it's so a dice game. i go right. i go in and attack the 30 plague bearers and i force through 35 wounds and that guy all of a sudden sticks you know 18 five up saves sure. and then he sticks 12 five up feel no pains i didn't even kill that unit 
Sure. You know, and then I'm dead next to her. Right. Yeah. They, they, it's, it's like they don't hit hard, but it's still only five dudes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I want to kind of piggyback off of what you said there, because in, in my opinion, after, you know, really kind of reading through the Demon Codex, the, the Nurgle uh, relic options are are pretty poor so i, I don't think it's necessarily the army <laughs> itself it, so. yeah uh i'm trying i'm trying to be good i, I saw uh, you searching through your brain like what's appropriate for me i, to say I think i thing. sprained a brain muscle yeah. uh, we'll go with poor yeah so. <laughs> I, and, and i think this is also a deficit and also a testament to how old the book is i i, I think right. they they don't really do much for what the army wants to do uh and i think there isn't enough reason to take nurgle demons as far as a warlord, a Nurgle demon warlord, to, to, to get even the, the better options for the artifacts of decay. And, and, and I say this, even including the current psychic awakening that, uh, uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, the, the, the engine war, engine war. Uh, yeah. supplement. Um, and, and, you know, my thought on it is, uh, you know, a couple of things that, that come to mind, right? When I talk, when I talk about relics that, that are, that are at least stretching to be good is the endless gift. That was one that I thought was, was, was pretty good. Uh, are you, are you familiar with this one? Uh, yep, vaguely. This is this is a model with this relic regains one lost wound at the end of each phase, uh, in, in which it lost wound. So very eighth edition esque, you know, kind of a, a regainer. Um, and this is pretty decent, uh, but again, not anything earth shattering. And I think it combines well with revoltingly resilient to, to make, uh, you know, a model that can be uh, an absolute chore to try and bring down, uh, even worse. So I think you know I think you're rarely going to have a great unclean one or a Nurgle demon as your or warlord, but if you do, eh, this is probably you know, a better option uh, yeah. as far as the the Nurgle demon relics for them. Um, and, and again, uh, you know I, I'm I'm really searching to, to to bring that up because I think that's another thing that hurts this army is they're an outdated book and their relics are kind of poor. Right. I'm going to go back they, to that word again. They are. There, there was one that would, ran pretty good, but that also, now that I think about it, was a combination of Death Guard and Nurgle. You right. can combine the two and make a very formidable list. Was it, was but that at that, the end uh, of the day, end of the day, people wind up going, "I can just make it better if I go full Death Guard." Was that the Sick and Morty list I always heard about? Um, no, uh, Kevin uh, Leonard, the guy took fourth place at our Armed Forces GT. Okay, he had a list. That before the FAQ came out, he had nine Mephitic Blight Haulers, a great unclean one, uh, Demon Prince, some other things to go around it. And they had this bell that whenever oh, yeah. you lost a Mephitic Blight Hauler on a four plus, you just got one back yeah. for free at full wounds. That's getting a dreadnought back. Right. 50% of the time. Love it. It's really good. Then it got nerfed and which it should have because that was bananas. And then it went away. <laughs> So when the Death Guard Codex came out, that went away. Yeah, so yeah. That all of that stuff we were talking about prior at the beginning of the ninth was based off of things like that. And then as the other books came out and started to change the rules and take them away, that's uh, where things went downhill a little bit. Yeah. So I, I feel I feel like we're kind of kicking uh, uh, the, the Nurgle Demon uh, for any of those players that are out there watching this. You know, we're kind of kicking him in the schmeckle here a little bit. So let's let's go back to what what you're good at. And let's talk about tactics. Yeah, so if I were to put together a Nurgle Demons list to go to an event and do okay. the best I can. Now, I think it's very important for players to have expectations whenever they go to <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh about that, but that okay, that's good. And expectations well, are good. Well, the reason why I say that is, um, and I used to not, 
I used to just go there and I would be disappointed if I was three and two or come back. And then a really good friend of mine that's probably one of the best 40K players in the state easily, which is Elliot. Oh, sure. Uh, he's like, well, you need to look at your expectations and the reality of what this list has done and all your place test games and where you've went and realize you're going to a GT that's in five rounds or more that'll involve some luck to win outside of just skill. You know, so it's not easy. You know, because you have really good players, really good lists, still don't win. So if you're going with something, we'll say, subpar tier, it's going to be make the best possible list that you can, mm-hmm. but do realize that there are going to be some games that you're outlisted just okay. because of where the addition's at and possibly outplayed if the player's better. If you're a good player and you go with a – decent list but you run into that good player that just outlists you right unless you get some luck that goes into that the reality of that is you're probably not going to win that game okay and that's so the reality to go through it now without for to go no more poo-pooing on stuff <laughs> go back through that the first thing that i would do if i went in to build a nurgle list is go through the hqs and determine the things that um bring synergies to my army the first include i will ever have would be epidemus Okay. Uh, well, because his doesn't matter on where it happens. And your whole army's Nurgle Demons anyway. Right. So he has a thing called a tally. He's the tally man, sure. which is awesome. And the models are awesome. So as we said before, anything that buffs your army is great. Right? So when you kill two units with your Nurgle Demons of your opponents, your whole army gets reroll hits of ones. For any friendly Nurgle demons, everybody, for the rest of the game until he dies. So you keep him in the back, protected, which you can, because Nurgle demons, they still have the ability to just walk across the board and go, I'm not going to let you kill what I don't want you to kill. Sure. Right. And then when you kill three units, your demons move faster by one. Four, their strengths increase by one. Five, Toughness goes up. Sure. Six attacks go up. Seven or more, you can re-roll ones for their field no paints. You know, so you get, you have to kill stuff anyway. And now when you're picking off small units, because a lot of people, marine players, take little BS units to go get secondaries like engage. Like I was, I have two cyber wolves in my army. They're two wounds apiece. They kill two of those. His whole army's re-rolling ones to hit the rest of the game. Sure, those aren't hard to kill. So I would start off with him. And then take Demon Princess and probably potentially a great unclean one just because he's such a target. And then I would flood the board with Plague Bearers. Yeah. As many as I could put in that's reasonable and backed up probably by Plague Drones. Okay. Because now I my kill will come slowly. It's Nurgle. Pretty much everything comes slowly. But as it'll increasingly, it'll get better as you go through it. Okay. And if you're up on the primary, and you can take secondaries that are board control related as well. So now what I'm shooting for is going into turn four. I'm up on secondaries, or excuse me, up on the primary, and I'm doing well on my secondaries. Now I force my opponent to have to push the issue four and five to catch up on primary. Sure. Which they might be able to do because surviving, you know. But that's on me. It's positioning and movement and those kind of things. Okay. So since there's not a lot of kill that's built into that list, 
I would make something that gives me potential to be just a little bit more killing than I am and survivability of board control. So, because your demon prince can go take care of business by jumping over yeah. and taking out the key character or clearing out a unit. You really don't care about your stuff dying. You know, and, and, and I want to throw something out there, you know, and I, I wrote down expectations here on my left-handed chicken scratch. And, and you uh-huh. got my you got me thinking here a little bit about this army and, and just really armies in general, but I'm going to stick in, and use the, the Nurgle demons here as, uh, as an example. I do, I do need to make a correction. I would take Bellacore instead of Great Upgrade. Okay. All right. All right. Because he's he's, he's the new hotness right now. So, yeah. He's ridiculous. Um, but I, I think the one thing that I've learned, especially in 40K, uh, is I think you need to be sure. And I'm talking just in general here, folks. But I think you need to be sure about where your damage is coming from. And I think I think that really holds true in an army like, say, Nurgle Demons. And, and, and I get it. While it's tempting to just think that you're going to win by flooding the board, you know, armies without any counter any type of counter punch become extremely vulnerable to armies like, say, uh, what blood angels is that a good way to put that yep. uh yep. you know if if they're if they're free to rush you with impunity you're 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 done and i think great unclean right. one you know i think they can serve in in this role pretty well uh as a great unclean one i think with uh with with certain melee weapons and certain buffs uh can can pretty reliably you know knock units like say five you know vanguard veterans you know into into next tuesday right and i think that uh you know to to also piggyback on what you said earlier I think large units of, of Beasts of Nurgle or Plague Drones uh, can can be another solution as, say, a large volume of, say, I don't know, two damage attacks uh, and, and some steady mortal wound output in the case of, say, the Beasts uh, gives right. you a chance to deliver that, that, that counterpunch if you're going to be playing uh, something like, say, Nurgle Demons. It gives you that counterpunch to units that operate, uh, what's the word, too confidently? You know, right. uh, that, that you got that you got to fight against. I mean, and, and I would just say this. If I was going to play Nurgle Demons and I have all the I have all the models to play Nurgle Demons right now in 40K. Uh, if I was going to do it, I would try to be careful not to. How do I want to put this? Uh, lean too heavily into spamming the troops. Right. Um, and, and, and I don't know if that's the right answer. But I think while that while that would give say a, a guy like me um, a chance for, you know maybe some pretty dominant board control position in some matchups and many others I think I'm just going to find myself getting overrun or my head kicked in, you know uh, you know if I'm not removing the opposing units uh, especially their damage dealers sure. from from the board so that's kind of sure. my I tried to ball up what you said as far as expectations and and right. kind of listen to you talk I tried to kind of ball all that up and hope I hope I did it justice but. Oh no, no, that it makes sense that we go through it, and those aren't bad bills to go through it. Is you're just up against it at the moment because right. you've got like um, uh, dark angels. They now sure. they just out survive you, and when you're out surviving Nurgle, that's not good for Nurgle. Sure. Um, right. And then you've got um, so many Marine Jewets and Drew Car and God forbid Admech currently. Well, yeah, because the book just came out. It's a new hotness. Nurgle goes second against them. I really don't care what is on the board. They're going to pick up a third of whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, like, and then, barring, and I would like to say this to put it out because I skipped to that, terrain. Terrain is vastly important. You have to have that. That kind of helps balance out armies like that and gives demons, Nurgle demons, some play. Because mm-hmm. if I have 30, 20 plague bearers on an objective, 
you can't see, you have to come dig me out. That's true. You know, but if your TOs are out there and you've got objectives that can be shot at from anywhere on the board, it's you're hampering the players like Nurgle Demons and to an extent other armies as well. Okay. Because they, you, you should, it should be, and I've never really cared whenever somebody came up and goes, well, I don't have any way to get those guys out of that objective. Well, that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. That's true. You know? <laughs> yeah. So that's, if it, it's not gun lines, if that was the case, we would just go, okay, let's do planet bowling ball and see who goes first and just move on to the next round. Right. You know? Yeah. It has to be tactics, be able to go through it. You're an ex-military person. Nobody ever ran down the street charging a machine gun nest. Nope. You not, jump not, from they, cover they, to cover and you yeah. leapfrog to go remove it. They, they didn't live too long if they did. Right. And the machine guns, machine gun nest didn't drop their guns and go run to get a bunch of Marines out of a building. You no. know, they stayed where they were at. They, they, they sure did. It's on you to go figure out how to prevent your opponent from doing their plan. It's not on the TO to benefit you with terrain. That's anyway, true. that's a different change to go yeah. through. But and, and we are going to talk about that because the terrain thing is kind of cool, but that's another show. Yeah. If if you're a Nurgle Demon player out there, keep doing what you're doing. You guys are fine. If you're new and you want to go play Nurgle Demons, play Nurgle Demons. At the end of the day, it's going to be fine. But do yourself a favor, and if you go to play competitively, over to your buddy's house, like, hey, here's the terrain we're going to use because this is what they recommend. You know, right. That that's stick with that and it'll be okay. Play within right. the bounds of the rules on both ways. And I think just about anything except for big knights would be good. All right. Well, see, I kind of take slight offense to that, but I'm playing. I, all I, know. I didn't say little knights. I had to say, I, I didn't yeah. say knights he, in general. He, he checked himself, folks. I'm trying well, to uh, keep friends nowadays. It, like it, three, it, hey, that Christmas card list is getting shorter and shorter, man, for both of us. It's cheap, though. You know, I, gotta... <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, you, you got to start out with your, with your new relationship with Christmas. you got to start out right. I just get everyone empty potato chip bags. And then, right. you know, because that way it, it goes up from there. The gifts keep getting better. You know, yeah, that's used paper clips, you know, that kind of a thing. That is a solid plan. I'm going to record that for later. You, should, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll send you the publishing notes. You can get your own paper on it. You know, it'd be funny then. Everybody would send those to me, and whenever my mother-in-law and my wife hang the Kishima cards up, they'd just be empty potato chip bags on the door. So. Wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> yeah. and, and and the nasty generic potato chip bags, too. Not even right, like the yeah. good ones. No, not the ones that say Frito Legs. It just says potato on it. Yeah, right. In, 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 black, in black lettering. All right. right. Well, good stuff, man. That's our Death Guard and our Nurgle wrap-up, man. And I think, uh, Gary, I think I'm going to take the closing thoughts, man, since this is the inaugural uh, 40K show. Uh, good. folks, I, I gotta tell you, I I'm, I'm honored, uh, to be, uh, to be now part of the, uh, the 40 K community. Uh, this is an awesome community. I'm looking forward to everything. I'm looking forward to jumping in and learning the game and, and I'm getting better. And, and I've got, uh, I've been fortunate to have great teachers and, you know, everyone I've met in the community is just fantastic, fantastic people. And, you know, one thing that, uh, that this, that this community has taught me is that you can be a competitive player and still have those gears to be welcoming and concerning to new players. And I want to thank all you guys for that because I think in a way uh, you, you take certain things for granted. I think part of my, my you know, inhibition to get into this hobby was I always said, well, I don't have time for, for, for two games. Well, you know what? Um, sure you do. You know, and, and we all have plenty of time. You know, the, the trick is how to apply it. 
you know, uh, I think for me, you know, one of the one of the greatest diseases in the world today is procrastination. You know, we always say we don't have time to do this or time to do that. But you know what? If you if you if you put yourself if you make that time time management, you can do it. And I've I've never been so happy to sit there and paint up thirteen armigers. Uh, and I got a great paint scheme. I'm not going to tell you guys what it is yet, uh, but I'll I'll be showing them off in in battle reports pretty soon. So a lot of good stuff coming up. And I just want to say. Uh, Thank you guys uh, for, for being so awesome when we announced that we were going to be doing a 40K show. And I saw, I heard from a few of you and uh, the excitement and in, in, in the enthusiasm. So I uh, want to thank you guys all for that. So I uh, hope we can continue to uh, to do a lot of uh, entertaining and, and good stuff coming aboard. So so that's it. Gary, there it is, man. Our, our very first uh, 40K show. We did Looking it. Looking forward to many, many more. Yep. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be something that's going to be very worthwhile to everybody in the community. So. It, it absolutely will be. And you know what? Take the good with the bad. That's just the way it is. Because I understand it. It's not for everybody. But hey, we're still here for you too. That's so. it, man. That's that's right. <laughs> well, uh, guys, have a good night. And uh, we will see you next Wednesday for another 40K show. And don't forget to join us also on Tuesdays, if you so will, for a little Age of Sigmar. We do that, too. All right, guys. Good night. World peace and chicken grease. From Dark Live, we'd like to thank you for slumming it through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. We'll be back again real soon. So until then, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a freaking short pants. You can get your Grimdark Live fix on on our live show or catch us on our Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live coming to you each and every week. So stay tuned and stay grim while you dice-chucking, blue-sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing blue. Remember to embrace the main message here on Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other in this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at GrimdarkLive.com, and don't forget to subscribe, follow, and recommend Grimdark Live to your friends. So long, Grimdark goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye. Hey, who are you calling a short pants? <laughs>